You are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy, make sure you're following along on Twitter at Locked On AZ Cards. At Clancy's Corner to follow Alex, at B-O-B-R-A-C-K to follow me, Bob Brack. Bo Brock, we have a mock draft-packed show today. Is the guy pulling the strings, making the selections for the Arizona Cardinals, is he the right guy? I'm going to bury the lead a little bit. I don't think so. We that's, that's known. If you listen to this podcast, you know that we have our uh, – we're a little skeptical when Steve Kime is on the clock. Is he going to make the right decision for the Arizona Cardinals? You look at his draft performance – since 2013 not that impressive we're going to get deeper into it but then we're going to pit my mock draft versus alex's mock mock draft it's one in one right now no matter what alex tells you it's one in one so we're going to see who's going to take the lead it it could this is a big game or matchup whatever you want to call it because we've only got one more week before the actual draft goes down the ultimate mock draft it's live right now alex and our pick for the Arizona Cardinals is Wednesday, but you have to listen and tune in each and every day. Subscribe to the Ultimate Mock Draft wherever you find podcasts. Brian Peacock, Matt Williamson, the playmaker, Michael Irvin, Brian Baldinger, our guy Ross Tucker has joined the coverage. Jason Lockenfora, all your locked on NFL hosts are part of this mock draft. You're not going to find a better, more in depth mock draft anywhere than the ultimate mock draft. Yeah. I mean, if you're late to the party, the Locked On Podcast Network is a real national player now. So if you're not getting all your information from Locked On for your favorite teams, whether it be the Cardinals or somewhere else, we grew up somewhere else, not in Phoenix, we've got you covered. All, prof- all professional teams, a lot of college teams now, and the ultimate mock draft is, it's the real deal. Now, just w- real quick here, Bo, um, you said something interesting that, that pissed me off already. We're two minutes in. The reason why Bo won the poll from the oh, second wow. mock draft was because our boys, Trevor Sikama and Benjamin Solak, are part of an organization that allowed Kyle Pitts to drop to four to 16 that allowed Bo Brock to take Kyle Pitts to 16. Now, I'm not sure what world Bo lives in, thinking that that's actually going to be feasible on draft night. If it is, I'll shave my head. If it is, I will happily shave my head. But if it doesn't happen, Bo has to bleach his tips, the tips of his hair. We already <laughs> talked about this. He agreed. Don't fact check me. But yeah, this mock draft, I think, is the closest one we've had. Um, and it'll be interesting to see what people think of it. Shooting from the hip, as always. You can hear yeah. some of our thoughts as far as uh, who the Arizona Cardinals are going to take 16 before we're up. Our mm-hmm. episode's up on the Ultimate Mock Draft on Wednesday. We joined our guys Ross Jackson, Cody Rourke on the Locked On uh, Now podcast yesterday. That YouTube video is up. You can find it. Locked on NFL, just search that when you go to YouTube. You can look at us. It was kind of a counseling session. They, they, Ross told us, Alex, because we're known now. We're, we're infamous, notorious for our bickering and our inability to agree on even the simplest of, of topics. He said he told us very wise information that I, that I, I don't necessarily agree with. It's okay to agree with Alex. And yeah. I, I disagree with that. That's fine. Shocker. Um, this is all organic for the record. This isn't a first take. Like I say things that are rational and Bo out of the blues goes, well, I don't agree with that. And uh, it, I mean, it's, it's a constant struggle to realize why 
um, we're in the situation we're in where we just don't agree pretty much. It, it's all organic. This is not scripted, nothing like that. Like we truly don't agree on important topics and um, yeah, it's tough for Bo to be wrong, but I mean, th- these are things that, that we have to deal with organically in front of everybody. Well, let's get back to the Kyle Pitts conversation because you think it's, that's impossible for him At to fall 16. to 16. Yes. To 16. But it's it happens each and every NFL draft. There are prospects that slide down draft boards. I talked about it on today's Locked On NFL Draft. I looked at four guys that could potentially slip. I mean, Aaron Rodgers went from potentially being number one overall all the way to 24. We we see guys every year, and it's not based on you know whether or not you, teams think they can be good players, but the draft dominoes fall a certain way, and somehow guys get lost in the shuffle. It's inevitable. I'm not saying Kyle Pitts is the guy, but there are cases each and every year of guys that because of the way that the, the mock draft is set up and people in group think happens, there's a top 10 that's pretty close. You, you can kind of vary a couple picks here and there. And then the NFL decision makers, they don't see it that way and they draft differently and, and guys fall. Yeah, I mean, Micah Parsons is going to be one name where either he's going to go, you know, top 10 or he's going to dip. And it's it's going to be really interesting to see with that, not necessarily due to play on the field, some extracurriculars that weren't necessarily the greatest uh, uh, alleged um, actions that he took. I mean, Caleb Farley with injury. So those are two big names. Uh, what were the what were the names you said quickly before we talk Cardinals? It's more guys that could be top five. So I looked at Kyle Pitts. If he doesn't go forth to the Atlanta Falcons, he could slip a little bit. Um, you know, he could certainly go to the Miami Dolphins at six. Uh, Detroit's not a player for him. You know, would Jerry Jones, would he be able to help himself to maybe roster the best tight end that that Dallas Cowboys franchise has seen since prime Jason Witten? The, the Los Angeles Chargers are intriguing. But a guy who is projected as high as four, if he's there at 10 still, he's going to get a lot of camera time as we're used to being to, to see yeah. in draft day. And, and then I've got a pair of quarterbacks. It's the same thing. It's like if Justin Fields doesn't go at three and the Niners take Michael McCorkle Jones third overall or the Falcons don't take Trey Lance at fourth overall, you know, those guys could certainly slide. And, and they have their red flags like Trey Lance. He's having a second pro day today. You know, he he played at the FCS level. His accuracy, that's a red flag. Um, so he could, I can see those guys falling. And then Devonte Smith, the Heisman trophy winner. I think he's the most polarizing prospect just because of his size, you know, and then the prospects there in his position group, he could, you know, drop, you know, from being anywhere like the second receiver off the board to, you know, the fourth receiver off the board. Yeah. I mean, I, it still baffles me that Jalen Waddle is looked at as, uh, in some mock drafts being taken ahead of Devon. Like what does Devonte Smith have to do? What does he have to do? And the, the one Mac Jones thing that was interesting, I hear people talk about a lot of this before we move on, is how he's, I think he was worst, not in college football, but he was worst at least of the quarterbacks potentially taken in the top 10 this year at throwing to uh, progressions other than the first option in any specific play. You have Devontae Smith as your first option. Obviously, if you don't throw the ball to him, which is the majority of the time, your percentages are going to dip for the other options in, in, in your progression. So I don't really understand that. When you have Devontae Smith, he had all the catches, 1,800-plus yards, handful of touchdowns. Like, I, I don't really understand that with Mac Jones. It'll be interesting to see what San Francisco does at three, obviously, because that's directly going to correlate to the Cardinals twice a year for the next probably decade. It, this is just a side note, but it, it's just fascinating to me 
that there are less question marks about an unknown like Zach Wilson at two mm-hmm. than there are about guys like Devontae Smith, Mac Jones, Patrick Sertain, Justin Fields, guys that we've seen play multiple times. We've seen it, but it's almost like paralysis from overanalysis. Like we've seen them and and people saw some things they didn't like and it they can kind of Using nostalgia, they've seen it before with some draft prospects, and they think it's, it's going to be the same thing. I don't know. It's locked on Cardinals. Did you have a – No, I mean, just if it wasn't the Jets and somebody was saying number two overall, we'd be like, great, great pick. But because of the, the stigma surrounding – like if it was the 49ers at two and they were saying we're taking Zach Wilson, Kyle Shanahan would be like, oh, man, what a great – you know what? That Kyle Shanahan, John Lynch, they really know what they're doing with that right. D-bag fan base in the Pacific Northwest – in the North Northern California. This is the worst. Wow. That was woo. That's some vitriol right there. It came yeah, out because it's the Jets. It's the stigma. Yeah. It's like, well, obviously they're not going to get it right. And then right. Zach Wilson, you know, you, you piggyback with that. Locked on Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network. We're going to look at a couple mock drafts. One from Benjamin Solak. It's the latest on the DraftNetwork.com, and then of course the odds-on favorite prospect to fall to the Arizona Cardinals. Before we get into Alex and my mock drafts, it's all coming up. It's Locked On Cardinals, part of your Locked On Podcast Network. Your team. Every day. This episode of Locked On Cardinals is brought to you by your friends over at BetOnline.ag. BetOnline's the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Right now, they've got the win totals. Arizona Cardinals, eight and a half. It's up half a win. 17-game season. Arizona Cardinals won eight games in 2020. You think the team's going to improve? Think it's a good bet? Go to BetOnline.ag. You want to light some money on fire? They've got Matthew Stafford with the fifth best odds to win the NFL MVP, hysterical. Kyler Murray, sixth. You want some action on that? Plus 1,600. Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. Real time, updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds, and it's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head over to the website, betonline.ag, use your mobile device, sign up today, and receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Use the promo code LOCKED ON. You'll get 50% on top of what you deposit. That means if you put it on 100 bucks, you get 50 free dollars to build your stack with. 10 bucks gets you five. It's that simple. Bet online. Your online sportsbook experts use the promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. Now, once you're done listening to Locked On Cardinals and you check out the ultimate mock draft, subscribe to it so you can catch all the picks. You can get all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. The Locked On Today podcast, hosted by Peter Bukowski, updates you on the latest news in every major sport with the help of our local experts. Follow the Locked On Today podcast on the Odyssey app or wherever you get podcasts. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y, the Odyssey app. It's it's the Radio.com app. It's rebranded itself, and it's just as good, if not better, than it was before, really emphasizing, especially your sports Information. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy, Locked On Cardinals. We're going to tell you how Steve Kime stacks up against his peers, the general managers, as far as how he's drafted, what his draft resume looks like compared to the rest in a few moments here. But I was looking at Benjamin Solak from Locked On NFL, his latest mock draft on the draftnetwork.com. It's the one that's featured today, and uh, it's his 2.0. And uh, I do appreciate that Benjamin doesn't just churn out mock drafts on a daily basis. Uh, he has, as far as the Arizona Cardinals position of need, the first corner going off the board at eight to the Los Angeles Chargers. You're saying, hey, LA's not picking that high. He has them trading up 
And then you have the next corner going off the board at 10 to the Cowboys. He would stick and pick. And the Arizona Cardinals at 16th overall, a guy that we just talked about, and they couldn't help themselves. It's too tantalizing. The playmaking ability from the Heisman Trophy winner, Devontae Smith, going 16th overall to Arizona. That would be a weapon that I would be afraid that Cliff Kingsbury wouldn't know how to utilize right out of the gates. Yeah, I mean, it's aside from the Kyle Pitts, you know, the, the joking we had back and forth, like, if Devontae Smith is there at 16, I'm throwing the script out. Take him. You know, it's Isaiah I mean, Simmons all over again. Yeah, it is, but it's it's actually a position of need. Like, linebacker was a position of need last year, but the glaring position of need was offensive line, and the Cardinals decided to say, you know what? There are potentially three all-pro guys in this draft. We're good. Let's go ahead and take Isaiah Simmons, and you don't really know how he's going to react to the NFL game, and it hasn't been great so far. With the Devontae Smith, the numbers are there. He played at Alabama. He had 1,800 yards receiving last year. He won the Heisman. You take him. I mean, that's it, it, it's as simple as that. And then, Bo, like, w- again, our mock draft choice is coming out on Wednesday in the Ultimate Mock Draft uh, podcast. But do you agree with me, right? Like, we think it's it should be corner at 16. But if Devontae Smith drops, he's the exception to the rule. Or at that point, you really look at who wants 16. Who wants Devontae Smith? You want to give me a first rounder? You want to give me a high second rounder? Maybe they'll trade back regardless of how far back they have to move. What would you rather them do if Devontae Smith is there at 16? That's a very real – I think that's a reality that the Arizona Cardinals fans that you and I maybe aren't covering enough is is trading back uh, because of how the the cornerback position is going to be selected – you know, it, there there are going to be question marks as far as the two guys who are projected to be available because you have Sertain going before them, because you have J.C. Horn potentially going before them. But right. we'll get to him in a second. Uh, you know, looking at Farley and looking at Greg, Nick, Greg Newsom, you obviously have your your reservations for both. Uh, so, you know, could they trade back and still get those players? And also, you know, we know that the Arizona Cardinals, when you and I do our mock draft each and every Monday, I'm – I'm waiting around between pick 49 and what was it? Pick uh, 160. Yeah. I mean, it's a, picks. it's yeah. a, it's a long time. And the Arizona Cardinals, you know, with their roster as it stands, you know, that that's too long to wait before you can really try to add impact makers. Cause the fifth round is not a place that you traditionally find guys that are going to make a, make any noise in their rookie year. I mean, no. there are the exceptions, mm-hmm. but reality is that usually Fifth rounders, sixth rounders, those guys aren't impact makers right out the gates, and the Cardinals need those. Yeah, I mean, but you, you have to remind yourself. I remind myself every time I do the mock draft, they have DeAndre Hopkins and Rodney Hudson. Like, they, yeah. they didn't lose these draft picks and not get anything in return. But to get young, inexpensive talent, obviously you do it through the draft. Steve Keim was rated pretty low at the NFL.com, uh, the newest poll out for draft-centric GM rankings. And both – I agree the trade back thing is something that needs to be covered, but you go back to just like the offensive line with Kyler Murray. Well, none of this works unless Kyler Murray is healthy and you need to protect Kyler Murray where you could validate drafting an offensive lineman at 16 overall. You go back, you have to remind yourself, Steve Keim isn't good at drafting players. By and large, he is not good at drafting players. So you're like, well, at 16, somebody calls you up. They're like, hey, you know, we want Devontae Smith. You want a second or third or both, whatever. That puts into question, well, even if they do trade back, does Steve Kime know what he's doing in the second and third round? Can he get an impact maker? So it's like, well, you'd rather just do less, draft one guy. Obviously, you have to wait 111 picks. You have to 
wait two football teams worth of picks between second and fifth round because you don't trust Steve Kime. That's the coin they're going to have to flip because, I mean, you look at – you're going to have to do math at 16. Devontae Smith is there. There are probably three guys that you want that will still be there. Newsom, Farley, and say Micah Parsons or Elijah Vera Tucker. Say one of those drop. If somebody offers you to move down to 19 or 20, the math is in your favor because you'll be able to get one of those players. And then you can get a pick and just hope that Steve Kime can hit on something that's not the number one overall pick or trading up to get Buda Baker four years ago. It's interesting. And I just yeah, and I just put up on the on the screen K one show uh, mentioned he thinks that they should trade down, take either Terrence Marshall out of LSU or Rashad Bateman out of Minnesota. It's just like, would you rather have Devontae Smith or those two two prospects? It depends on what you get. If Devontae because, Smith is that important to a team, they want to offer you a first round pick next year. You have to take it. But that's yeah, the trade value that, for Devontae Smith. Trade. Yeah, yeah, no doubt about it. If that's the trade, sure. But if it's a third rounder. You know, I, I think that the, as far as just the ability to impact games, I think Devontae Smith has shown that he's he's far and away better than those two prospects. I mean, yeah. I, I, I just, to think about if Cliff Kingsbury can figure out how to utilize Devontae Smith like he was in that national championship game, it's lethal. It's lethal yeah. for the rest right. of the NFC West because you have DeAndre Hopkins, you have A.J. Green, and then you have this wild card in Devontae Smith that you can move around, and Kyler Murray doesn't necessarily have to throw the ball you know, mid to deep down the field. You just put the ball in his hands, and he's making plays. I mean, that's that's something that they kind of lack. You wish you had it from Christian Kirk, but he's shown that you know he hasn't been as consistent with it as, as he was at the college ranks. Um, let's get into the Steve Kime ranking plus our mock drafts. It's all coming up. It's the Locked On Cardinals podcast. Bo Brock, make sure you're following along on Twitter at B O B R A C K. Alex Clancy at Clancy's Corner and at Locked On A Z Cards. We'll be right back with our mock draft Mondays. If you've been listening to this podcast, you hear us talk about Built Bar, which is a protein bar unlike any other. It's the best tasting protein bar on the market. And right now, if you go to builtbar.com, you can take all 18 of the bars and get a mix box and try each and every one and figure out which one's your favorite. Or if you already know which built bar you love, you can mix and match your own flavor combinations. Either way, you're getting the best tasting protein bar in your mouth. Built bars are equally as healthy as they are delicious. Of course, the 100% covered in chocolate, soft, easy to chew, but it's great for the health conscious person. Lose or maintain weight while indulging in this delicious treat you're trying to get ready for swimsuit season, Built Bar, it's going to be your secret weapon. They're low in calorie, low in sugar, high in protein, high in fiber, and great for the keto diet. Go to BuiltBar.com. Use the promo code LOCKED15. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-1-5, and you'll get 15% off your next order. Use the promo code LOCKED15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Today is a big day for our network. The Ultimate Mock Draft is back. You could, of course, check it out through the 26th. Listen to the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 presented by Lockdown and Odyssey, featuring analysis from NFL experts, the playmaker Michael Irvin, Jason Lockenfora, Brian Baldinger, Ross Tucker added to the mix, our local experts for every team making the trades, picking the next stars for their team. Search the Ultimate Mock Draft 2021 on the Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. Odyssey is your audio home for all the sports, podcasts, music, and news that matter to you. That's A-U-D-A-C-Y. 
All right, Alex, tell me about this uh, article from Greg Rosenthal, very talented NFL writer from NFL.com, about how Steve Kime stacks up against his peers in drafting during his general manager career. Uh, it's not good, Bob. <laughs> you know, uh, Steve Kime, it's, it's, it's no surprise that um, his one of his shortcomings is probably the most important thing a GM you know, should harness as a skill, and that's uh, just talent. Being able to look at a player, say, you know what, can this player play at the next level? And Steve Kime has struck out time and time again. So Steve Kime is ranked 19th of 23 eligible uh, GMs who have drafted for their respective teams. Okay. They said that the best pick was Buda Baker in the second round a handful of years ago. And the worst pick was Josh Rosen trading up to get Josh Rosen at 10 overall in 2018. Bo, do you see this changing? Like, that's the question. We knew this. You could look at the number and obviously this is just another ranking. We're not necessarily in ranking season yet because we're not in the middle of the summer, but do you see this changing? It would be the me believing that is the definition of insanity. Yeah. It's it's doing the same thing over and over and expecting different results. Unfortunately, I think Steve Kime is who he is as a drafter. I think unfortunately, you know, blind squirrels find nuts every once in a while, right? And I'm I'm not trying to be like roast him too much here, but the reality is he hasn't had drafts that have yielded multiple players that can make impacts on rosters for years after they're selected on during the three day draft period. It, it's just that's that's reality. So, do, am, am I confident that Steve Kime can improve himself from the lower tier of the NFL draft or GMs as far as draft? No, I'm not. Uh, can he select a guy in the first round? At 16, can he trade down? Can he acquire draft assets? Yeah, he's he's pretty good at that. But as far as writing the name on the on the the card and turning it in and it being the right player for the Arizona Cardinals, it's there's just too few and far between. Um, so as far as the the way that the roster is constructed now, if they can hit on 16 and 49, you could you take that as a win. You take that as win, but he and he's been able with this handicap. He's been able, you know, there was the Bruce Arians era, and they won double digit games three years in a row, and the team has made its way back from irrelevancy in, in the bottom of the league at three and thirteen in twenty eighteen. So, you know, there are you know, he's done some things, but at the same token, when you look at last year's draft, it was Isaiah Simmons. You were able to pull off the trade for DeAndre Hopkins. You had a couple fourth round players that were played sparingly and you know on the defensive line they were fine. You're fine. But your your second your you know, your second pick from last year was almost a red shirt in Josh Jones. He played sparingly, mostly in jumbo packages. Um and then Eno Benjamin and, and Evan Weaver didn't even sniff the field. And then the previous year, you know, you had your Kyler Murray draft. You hit on Kyler Murray, good job, saved your job. And then you had Byron Murphy, who was, you know, round two, first pick. He's 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 a starter on defense. That's good. Um, and then you've got uh, the receivers he took. He took Andy Isabella, missed on that. Hakeem Butler, not on the team any longer. Keyshawn Johnson, not making that big of an impact. You're just not you're just finding a few players each and every draft, and I think you could see that ever since twenty thirteen. Yeah. 
I mean, Steve Hive, Steve Kime, again, and it's painful to even bring up, he had the possibility, he had the option of turning Josh Rosen into DK Metcalf. It was there. Like we say jokingly that the biggest, Andy Isabella has been not great, um, and he also isn't DK Metcalf. You could have traded that sec- that Josh Rosen to Miami with that pick. You could have drafted DK Metcalf, and he didn't. So it wasn't so much. And that happens in every draft. You know, you, you pass on people, but it's a pattern with Steve Kime missing on draft picks. So it's not just, well, that was one uh, needle in a haystack. Everything's been fine otherwise. If they don't hit on both their first and second round pick this year, if they don't trade back, that could spell doom. I mean, mm-hmm. that's it. And it's just, I don't know if it's ego or ineptitude. I hope it's ego so it won't be ineptitude. Because if it's ego, like I go back to this once in a while where there was an offseason and Steve Kime decided that the off that the wide receiver room was fine, good enough with Larry <laughs> Fitzgerald, John Brown, uh, J.J. Nelson, and that was it. And Jerron Brown. They're like, you know what? That's a good enough wide receiver room to play in the NFL. And spoiler alert, it wasn't. So I don't know. I mean, this is a huge draft. This could be his last one. We don't think it will be, but it could be his last one if they don't hit. It was it was worse in 2018 when it was they were it was Greg Little was vying for starting and wide Bryce receiver. Butler. Those were the yeah, two right. signings in the offseason. Like, oh, these guys are gonna change the offense. They both got cut. The problem with that is it's very reminiscent of what's going on with the cornerback position right now. Yeah. And with that being said, let's get into our mock drafts. You want me to go to first or you want to go first? No, you go first, please. All right. So the uh, mock draft today, I took 16th overall prospect that I think the Arizona Cardinals can't pass up on Caleb Farley out of Virginia Tech. Um, then they're at 49th overall. I, I did myself the biggest disservice in trying to pronounce the kid out of Notre Dame's name. Uh, but he's a hybrid player. He's he's listed as an edge. Adi Ogundeji. But man, is if you watch him play, he's an impact maker. Okay. You've got the versatility that you know Steve Kime loves. You've got uh, Shakir Brown at 160. I think he's a good corner. I remember watching him play against Arizona State uh, at Michigan State. Uh, the running back out of Buffalo, Jarrett Patterson, yeah. who had a monster game. As far as there, there are question marks. You know, Buffalo had a pretty talented offensive line, but I think he's a you know, at 223. Eight touchdowns? Eight touchdowns yeah. That game? Yeah. It was insane. Yeah. And then at 243, they take Sage Sherratt, the wide receiver out of Wake Forest. He got it sat out last season, but him and his brother are, are as far as athletes, they're just sick athletes. And then uh, going tight end out of Iowa seems to be tight end you, uh, yeah. Sean Beyer, uh, with the last pick for the on the Arizona Cardinals draft board. It's pretty good. Um so I have Caleb Farley going 16 overall also. It's funny, like, if you go to the Draft Network if you haven't. If nothing else, it's fun to do mock drafts. And it goes quick, And but you see the rankings for um, for Caleb Farley continuing to dwindle, continuing to drop. Like, I had to scroll down, like, where, is he even listed anymore? He's in the 30s now. He was in the, the late teens, then mid-20s last week, then down to the 30s. So obviously the Draft Network is keeping up with their Joneses regarding um, his injuries and where he could potentially drop in the NFL draft coming up in a couple weeks. So I took Caleb Farley at 16, took Asante Samuel at 49, a corner out of, out of Florida state. He's got it in his blood. His dad was a stud. Um, I am now in the true camp that corner corner, if possible, uh, if you can get a high impact guy at 49 could potentially be the way to go for the Cardinals. I mean, if you can lock that up with young talent, they could be the one, two punch that you don't see anymore in the NFL. 
Lockdown corners aren't as much of a thing as they used to be, let alone two of them. Uh, with Malcolm Butler as a mentor, I think that'd be a great move for the Cardinals. Chubba Hubbard, I took in the fifth round at 160, running back out of Oklahoma State. Uh, you mentioned this, and it's a good point. The twenty, the 2015 running back room of Chris Johnson, David Johnson, where Chris Johnson came in as a veteran, didn't really know what you were going to get from him. He was leading the NFL in rushing before he got hurt. And then David Johnson comes in and becomes the David Johnson we knew for 18 months. Uh, he could be the David Johnson of that group, put up big numbers at Oklahoma State. Uh, Simi Fajoko, running back, or a wide receiver uh, out of Stanford. The dude's a BC, 6'4", 220. He made all, all Pac-12 first team. This is kind of a do-over with Hakeem Butler. It would be nice to have another big outside wide receiver who's young. He's not 32, not 38, and not almost 30 like DeAndre Hopkins. It'd be just nice to add another big body for Kyler Murray, big target for Kyler Murray to throw the ball to. Uh, next pick, 243, it took Wyatt Hubert. He's an edge rusher out of, uh, out of Kansas State. He's 6'3", 270. He's an absolute mauler. Uh, first team, all Big 12. And that's where you can maybe get your defensive end slash edge rusher uh, later in the round. I mean, they've hit before. And I think with his tape, just watch him. I mean, he's an absolute beast. He hits really hard. He's strong. Um, he could add some impact to this line. And then my last pick, it was a, it's a tight end out of, and of course the picture that I took is, uh, is cutting off. So, um, uh, damn it. Who the hell is it? It does. I took a tight end, uh, in the seventh round because I do believe that they actually need, they need to take a tight end in this draft. And maybe it's Kyle Pitts at 16 or I'll end up with a shave time. Tony so Poljan. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Never heard of him. Yeah. Well, he's seventh so, round. Great draft. Seventh round pick. Great, Thanks. Great draft, Alex. I do appreciate that. We're going <laughs> to put this up. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. We'll put it on our uh, Twitter account at Lockdown AZ Cards. You can tell us who you think had the best mock draft today. Right now, it's not at one all. Uh, some great thanks for tuning in. Of course, K One Show. Uh, we see you, Joseph. Um, he loves the running back pick, Chubba Hubbard. He was it? Uh, he, he ran a sub four four forty. He had a four point three eight plus the twenty nineteen season at Oklahoma State. He was one of the best backs in the nation. I love it too. Uh, it, it it would be great value. As far as this podcast is concerned, we're going to get back to the draft discussion. Check out the ultimate mock draft wherever you find your podcasts or on the Odyssey app. And uh, I want to get into this conversation because you brought up David Johnson. And what makes me weary of a guy like uh, like uh, James Conner is could he be James J- uh, David Johnson 2.0 as he hit the wall in his career and what we witnessed with DJ a couple seasons ago. Could that be James Conner this season? What, how to avoid that? Plus more mock draft discussion and more. And we've got a guest tomorrow, Paige Demakos. Of course, she came up the radio ranks with Alex and I in the Valley, and she's on the bigger and better things. She's the CEO of the Draft Network. She's going to join us tomorrow during our podcast. Excited for that. We'll talk to you then. Have a great rest of your Monday. It's the Lockdown Cardinals podcast. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy.